Hey everybody and welcome to the Limitless Leadership Podcast. My name is Tim Alford, I'm your host for today's episode and before we jump into a fascinating conversation with Joel Harris, I wanted to extend an invitation to you to Limitless Festival online on the 7th and 8th of August 2020. We'll be kicking off at 8pm on the Friday night and we've got some incredible sessions running right through the Saturday. So you can go right now to limitlessfestival.co.uk and download a full event program and I recommend you head over to youtube.com forward slash limitless elim and hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss a thing looking forward to that but for now let's get in to the limitless leadership podcast Hey everybody and welcome back to the Limitless Leadership Podcast. I am delighted to be joined once again by Joel Harris. Welcome, Joel. Thank you. I'm yeah, back. Um, you're back. Yeah, you've been away for a month and we've met again. That's what's happened. Wow. Don't break the illusion. Don't break the illusion, Joel. We don't record two episodes next to each other. It feels oh, no. like I haven't moved. <laughs> yeah, it feels... It, this, that last month has gone really quickly. It's gone really quickly. Uh, so a whole month ago, if you can remember the conversation that was so long ago, because it was a month ago, Joel... <laughs> Uh, we, we, we found out about you and your story. You are the youth intern yes. at Kintsugi Hope and you're helping to develop a, a youth program for Kintsugi Hope, which we're going to talk about mm. in some detail in, in this episode. But Kintsugi Hope is a well-being charity. Yes. Uh, and uh, tell us about the, the concept of Kintsugi and what that is and, and, and why the charity is called Kintsugi Hope because I think yeah. that will help to shape some of, of our conversation this month, which will be about uh, the mental well-being of young people yes. and how we can help them in, in their journey. So um, when you break a pot, in our country, we superglue it back together. And the point of superglue is to hide the cracks. We try and fix it and make it look like it was before. Yeah. In Japan, when you break a pot, they superglue it back together, but they superglue it with gold glue. What means you can see the cracks. And actually, this becomes unique. And yeah. there's only one of them. And it's shown the beauty in the scars. So Kintsugi Hope, the whole reason for it is showing beauty in the brokenness. We're going, it's okay that you're not okay. And there's a beauty in your story. And there's beauty in your scars. Fantastic, fantastic. And uh, in, in your journey, Joel, and in, in the journey of Kintsugi Hope, as you work with young people, you've, you've really identified six key things that you want to talk about when it comes to the the emotional and the mm. mental well-being of, of a young person. Yes. And those six things are honesty, depression, anxiety, perfectionism, shame, and anger. Yes. What, what is it uh, about those six things overall, conceptually, that, that made you think, well, the, if, we're gonna, if we can only talk about six things mm. when it comes to, to mental health, these are the six things that we want to talk about. Why did they stand out ab above others that could have been included? Yeah, of course. So we um, have rewritten this course from the 12-week adult one. So there's 12 weeks and those six are in the 12. So we were looking at it all and figuring out what one is it for youth? What can actually connect with youth? And from my own experience, from Patrick, our CEO's experience, working with youth and from other people in the field, and from praying about it, we started to feel like these were the six we wanted to look at. These are the six youth are struggling with a lot and youth are really trying to work out around this kind of thing. So we thought, and we just felt these are the six what we should be talking about because that's yeah. our part in this journey. Yeah. And, and you say, Joe, from your personal experience, what has been your 
your journey with your own kind of mental and emotional well-being is it has it been has it been a steady one has it been something that you've had to really battle with and overcome something that you still uh, yeah. battle with it, no, if it's okay tell no, us course, a little bit yeah, about your course, own yeah. so for journey. me um, mine's all, all around identity crisis if you listen to the last episode you'll find yeah. out a lot more about that so for me it's more, for me it's about identity and depression I realise when my identity isn't correct, I can go into this really dark place. Yeah. And that happens a lot. So for me, it's always, I'm still now, still struggling, still having to reevaluate my perspective. It's a lot better than it has been. But mm. for me, it's every day choosing what journey I'm going to take. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And when you're, I say when you're talking to young people, you're 19 years old yourself. So, you know, I guess mm. a, lot, a lot of the young people you're talking to are similar age to you. But... Um, how much do you talk to them about your own challenges, both past and present, mm. and, how, and, and how does that help you in, in your conversations with them? Yes, of course. In this well-being course, we go on a lot about the power of your own testimony, power yeah. of your own story. If you look yeah. at Jesus' life, he shared the gospel and stories. And your journey and your story isn't something you should hide. It's something you should be proud of. Yeah. And it's something you should... Share this whole thing in Kintsugi is showing the beautiness and the brokenness, showing yeah. the beauty in your scars. So for me, and when I did this course for my youth, I made sure of each week we had someone share about their testimony who had struggled with this kind of with wow, the wow. thing on that group. Because yeah. straight away, what I found is it took it straight away took down this barrier barrier of me and you, us and them. We're all in this together. Yeah. And two, it laid out the culture for this course and for this um, meeting that we are going to be completely honest and vulnerable Very because good, that's yeah. when we're going to find healing that's when we're going to find help so what about the youth leader who actually um, hasn't had significant challenges mm. with their own mental health they've had a fairly uh, I guess steady journey mm. with it um, uh, they can still help yes. their young people who are struggling right yeah. and, and, and it doesn't exclude them so, so what does it mean for them not at all so yeah. well-being and mental health, everyone has it. Yeah. You've all got you've got physical health, so yeah. you've got mental health. If yeah. you've got one, you've got the other. Yeah. So Absolutely. for us, there's beauty in your story. Yeah. Just because you haven't gone completely off the rails and yeah. you've yeah. gone to the darkest pits of hell and you come back. Yeah. There's still beauty and there's still power and there's still something to learn in your story. Yeah. So I think a lot of the time in church. <clears throat> we always think, oh, if I didn't do drugs and if I didn't go off the rails, then my yeah. testimony isn't worthwhile. We, we glorify the yeah. more extreme yeah. stories. Whereas well, actually, yeah. you struggling a bit with your identity and you um, struggling with your work and trying yeah. to go through that and yeah. you struggling because you're a perfectionist and you've always tried to be the best, but sometimes you're not. Yeah, That's an incredible story. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. So I think every youth leader and every person has a story. Yeah, good. Good. That makes sense. Good. Right. Well, Joel, let's take those six things one at a time of course. And, and talk to us about why they're important in the in the journey of a young person's mental well-being. So the first is honesty. Yes. So we put honesty first and it's, and it's the same in the adult course because we want to set the foundation of honesty and vulnerability in the course. Mm. And we think... And, and, and I guess not mm. just in, in the course, oh, no, but, but in, in, in any conversation that we're having with a young person about mental health, if we can't be transparent and we can't mm. be vulnerable and we can't be honest, well, then the rest of the five things that we might want to get into, we, we mm -hmm. can't really get into them, I guess. And we realised when you're vulnerable with someone, you create a deep friendship. Mm. You create a deep relationship with them. So we wanted to put honesty first and get our youth to be honest because 
We want our youth to have those friends who are going to go through them to hell and back with them. We want our people to have those friends who are going to walk with them. I remember vulnerable, I remember honest. Again, hey, look, this is me. This is my story. This mm. is my scars. This is who I am. And it's such a brave thing, to be honest. So we put there because we want people to be brave. We want people to actually share who they are. We don't want people to put on the mask. Mm. What we all of us do in church a lot of the time. Mm. We want people to take off the mask and go, this is who I am. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. So it, it starts there. It starts in the place of honesty. Mm. It starts in the place of vulnerability. Is there a, in the relationship between, a, in, in your opinion, Joel, in the relationship mm. between a, a youth leader and a young person, is there... Where is the line where it becomes inappropriately yeah. vulnerable, I, and, I, I and how do we discern that? How do we discern that line? Um, and honestly, I haven't been a youth leader for long. Yeah. I can't give you a step step guide where that line is. In my um, life and how I approach it, and with the youth leaders in our church, is. We start to understand the line. We start to, for our own youth, we know where that line is. Yeah, so it's poetry, um, not maths. Yeah, it's a discernment I, I think thing. it's yeah. you understanding. Okay, that's a step too far in this situation. Yeah, and that's a, but maybe in a different situation, that's not a step too far. I think for you, it's understanding your youth, it's understanding who you are, it's understanding your journey. Yeah, and knowing. Yeah, where is that line? You know, I once read that um, we're not ready to share something when somebody else's response to it. Uh, when when our when our healing depends on somebody else's response to yeah. what we're sharing, yeah, and that's I think powerful. that's really good advice. That's really powerful. Yeah, it would have been even better if I could have said it in one go without <laughs> <laughs> without having to have a second attempt. But let's not worry about that. Okay, so it starts it starts in honesty. The next mm. thing we want to talk about is is depression. Yes. So this is something a lot of you struggle with. A lot of a lot of people who I've come across have struggled with it. I've it's a massive part of my journey. I think. It's a really dark place. It's a really lonely place. And a lot of the time, we've been told in church, have more faith. Mm. God loves you. You're, the joy of the Lord is your strength and stuff. Mm. And we read these Bible verses, but we're not too sure how we feel about them because we start to feel guilty mm. because, oh, the joy of the Lord is my strength, but I'm not feeling that good right now. Mm. So we look in this one, we look through, okay, what is depression? What's the sign of depression? How can we... Um, how can we train depression? One of the ways we look at is how depression is like a dog. Well, And how a dog follows you. And the more you try and hide the dog away, the, the, big dog, the dog gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But when you start to accept the dog, and you can, the thing is you can train a dog. You can yeah. go and get it to catch a stick. You can yeah. train it. You can go sit. And it's about how do we learn to train these feelings? Because feelings aren't always facts. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's that's so true, isn't it? Feelings aren't always facts. That's a really interesting way of looking at it. Looking at it. Okay. So depression. Then the third one is anxiety. Mm. And I I have to say that so in my experience of working with young people every week, um, in different contexts, this for me is the one I see most mm. commonly, mm. even more so than, than yeah. depression. At least in the the young no, people yeah. I've worked with. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so, so anxiety, talk to us about that and, and, and how we begin that, that, that conversation with our young people. Yeah, so with anxiety, we um, look at it like it's, a, it's one of the ways we look at it is like a car alarm. Car alarms are incredible. They're a safety mechanism. They, make sure we te- they tell us when something's wrong. Mm. When a car alarm, is bro- car alarm is broken, it's really annoying. It's really annoying. <laughs> Do you mean? And we, and we look at anxiety like a car alarm. Yeah. When it's working, it's incredible. Yeah. Anxiety is a healthy emotion when it's in... Yeah, because it, it, it warns yeah. us of, warning, of, of, of an impending danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But when it's, when it's broken, it can be really annoying. Yeah. So we look at that and we look at ways 
how do you how do you live with anxiety and how do you live with these feelings and how do you learn coping mechanisms to yeah. help with anxiety and how can youth help with anxiety in school and how they feel anxious about going to school and how can they help with that so it's yeah. all looking uh, at that what, kind of thing what are some of those coping mechanisms that that, mm. that would help our young people yeah so for us i think a lot of it is talking a lot of it is knowing your limits yeah. and knowing what your triggers are yeah. so when you know your triggers you can then plan for those triggers if that makes sense yeah. so if you know okay this test this math test i'm not good at maths that's a massive trigger for me. For some people right now, the coronavirus, that's a humongous trigger for health anxiety. People are struggling so much with that. So for some people, it's understanding that and going, okay, I just can't look at social media right now. Yeah. I, can, I need to turn my notifications off for BBC News. Because right now, I get a notification every hour going, the coronavirus is going to take over the world. Yeah. Do you mean that's not going to help me? So one of the ways we look at it is, what are your triggers and how can you pre- prevent those triggers getting triggered by changing stuff in your life. Does that make sense? It does. It makes perfect sense, Joel. But in the last episode, when we talked about when we talked about uh, mm. social media, particularly in the last episode, you spoke to us about how what's really important is not just to to tell a young person, you mm. know, get off your phone because you're not mm. going to listen. Um, it's about causing them to ask questions about how yeah. they're using social media for themselves, right? Yeah. So, in this context yeah. with anxiety, yeah. I feel like. With a lot of the young people mm. I work with, I can see the triggers so easily. Yeah. Like, for, I can see what they're doing mm. in, in their lives that's not helping them. Like, their sleep patterns, mm. like, um, and the energy drinks that mm. they're, like, guzzling down. Um, they, they, their use of social and dependence on that. You know, all, all kinds of things which, like, aren't healthy rhythms of life. Yeah. Um, like the hours maybe they're spending Netflix binging or gaming and um, to me it's just like um, you could make some life adjustments here that would really help you Mm. but they can't see that for themselves so what would be your advice to me as a youth leader when I can maybe see what some of those triggers are or maybe see what some of those lifestyle choices and patterns are which are increasing their anxiety levels and aren't helping them how would, how would you advise me to, to help that young person to reflect on those things and be able to come to see them for themselves? Yes, of course. Um, so one of the things we look at, and actually quite a few of these topics, one of the ways um, we help stuff like that is called the, um, the stress bucket. Yeah. And you draw this bucket, and the bucket's got a tap at the bottom, and you write down anything what's filling your bucket, what's making you anxious, write all yeah. that down. And then you've got the tap, yeah. and you write down, okay, what turns the tap on for me so for me i know in my life i need a couple hours a week at least to read a book Mm. and for me that drains my bucket yeah it's about how do we not make that bucket overflow yeah so that would be one of the ways that teenagers can start asking these questions about oh maybe those energy 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 drinks aren't actually empty in my bucket they're actually filling it up yeah. it's those kind of things yeah. does that make sense it makes a lot of sense and, and so it's not just about identifying the things that fill us with anxiety fill that anxiety bucket it's also about helping them to identify the things yeah. that drain yes, it as well and, and bring peace and bring joy definitely. really really good alright so the next one is perfectionism mm. perfectionism we've just uh, had some uh, uh, episodes on the, on the Limitless Leadership Podcast about leadership blind spots so we talked a little bit about perfectionism yeah. in a leadership context 
Uh, but talk to us about perfectionism in a in a mental health context. So perfectionism, um, this was a funny one. Because when I was writing this, I was like, I'm not a perfectionist. I went to Diane. I was like, Diane, I am not one. She's like, take the test, Joel. And I was like, okay, I am one. <laughs> and I think perfectionism is, especially in all my teenage years, I thought a perfectionist was someone who wanted good grades in school. Right. But it's not at all. No, that's no, no, that's no, an outlook no. of perfectionism, yeah. but it's not the only thing. So in this one, it is understanding the science of perfectionism, but also understanding the ways you change your life so you, you don't do it. So it's the do's, the must, the oughts. It's about, yeah. I must this, I ought to do that. And it's about learning about, okay, it's okay for me to relax. Yeah, It's okay for me not to grind all the time. This generation's all about the grind. Go, 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 go. That's not healthy. There's a reason God made a Sabbath. Yeah. So I think for us with perfectionism, it, this this week always looks at, okay, how are you, um, how are stuff in your life is making it so there's burnout? We talk about burnout a lot, perfectionism, mm. and how it's okay if you don't be perfect. It's, mm. it's good to strive for perfectionism, but it's also okay if it's not... What, what, what are some of the telltale signs of perfectionism in our lives? Of course, for me, it's for me, it's my in my life, it's my cup half empty than half full. If that okay. makes sense. For my life, I, when I realise I'm perfectionism is, is when I go, oh, I did all that good, but I, I didn't do that part. That part was so really you f- bad. So you focus on yeah. the bit that went bad rather so that, than the bit that went so well. So in my life, that's a massive thing for me is learning. Oh, I the I could be better mm. and. Secondly, it's it's me putting a lot of pressure that I must be the best. Mm. And for me, they're the two things where I struggle a lot of perfectionism. Do you think social media plays in, in, oh, into humongously, that? Humongously, because we match our actual lives to someone's showreel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our, our blooper reel yeah. to someone else's highlight reel, yes. I've heard it said. Yeah, it's so true. Isn't it? So we, we, we try to make our yeah behind-the-scenes life like somebody yes. else's Insta feed, and it's impossible. We can never live up to it. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big one, big one to work through with our young people. Okay, two more. Shame is the next one. This is a deep this one. This is a big one. Yeah. This is a big, big one. This one, for me and my group, it was just releasing shackles of shame. It's mm. realising guilt and shame are two b- b- different b- b- things. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, that's helpful. So, so mm. define, define shame for us. What, what is the difference between guilt and shame? Describe um, that for Guilt, us. I did something wrong. Shame, I am wrong. Yeah. They're two completely different things. Yeah. Guilt is healthy. If you do something wrong, if you punch someone, you should feel guilty. You should for feel it. guilty yeah. for yeah. it, yeah. but don't feel shameful for it. Yeah, do you mean? Yeah. So guilt it looks at the act, shame looks at the person. And how, how do our young people? How do we find ourselves migrating from guilt to shame, where it becomes about um, I did something I wrong? I think the main. I, I think the biggest thing is we don't talk about it. Wow, so, okay. for, so we let our guilt fester. Our guilt fester and yeah. it becomes shame. And the more you don't talk about what you did and the more you don't talk about it is the more um, the shame grows and the bigger and bigger it gets. And then finally when you release it, someone's like, was that it? Mm. And you realise it's not a big deal but because shame, shame loves secrecy. Shame loves wow, being wow. hidden. Wow. And when we shine a light on shame is when we tackle shame. Yeah, and that links back in with honesty and vulnerability. Yeah, of course. And last but by no means least, anger. Anger. Yes. Um, this one's a big one. Um, in a lot of inner city and now actually outer city um towns, looking at anger and how can we control anger and how can we understand anger. Anger is one of the purest emotions. Mm. It's healthy. It's yeah. one of the purest forms of emotions and tells us what yeah. is. 
In, That's in, why the scripture yeah. says, in your anger, do yeah. not sin, right? It's yeah. not that your anger is sinful, yeah. but it's like how how we choose to yeah, respond definitely. to that anger and, and outwork that anger is, is is either healthy so, or not. With it, um, one of the one things we look at is there's an anger family. And it looks at, like, it looks at loads of different characters who have different forms of anger and how, what one do you relate to and how can you work with that and how can you make sure you don't overflow. And we look back at the stress bucket again for that as well. Mm, wow, okay. Fantastic. Joe, there's just so much uh, mm. good content there and we have scratched the surface of it, but I'm sure just even bringing those six things to the surface will be really helping the youth leaders listening as we can identify those, well, firstly, mm. in our own lives, yeah, but be identifying those in the lives of our young people uh, as well and mm. how we might be able to begin those conversations and help, help yeah. them pastorally yes. in that. But if uh, our youth leaders are thinking, this stuff sounds really relevant, I want to go a little bit deeper, tell us about how they can access the Kintsugi Hope Youth Course. Of course. And uh, and where the best place to go is to find out more information about that. Of course. Right now we're in the pilot stage, so we're looking for more pilots to help us um, pilot this whole course. And you can find out more at kintsugihope.com. And if you search there and you call the office or you send an um, email to the admin page and say it's for Joel about the youth stuff, that'll get sent straight to me and we can jump on a phone call, we can have an email and we can look at how we can help you and your youth group do this course. Yeah, amazing. Well, Joel, uh, thank you so much again for being here. Uh, on the podcast you just got you got so much wisdom it's hard to believe you're 19 i don't Thank mean that in a patronizing no, yeah. way but you just brought you brought so much wisdom and so much insight for, for for our youth leaders listening so thank you so much and thank you to all of you uh, for for listening today to the limitless leadership podcast but much much more than that thank you for all you're doing to invest in the lives of of young people yeah. where you are you know you're helping them in their mental health you're you're helping them in, in their journey of their emotional well-being and you're doing a really really important thing so keep keep going don't mm. give up because what you're doing is important and we'll see you next time on the limitless leadership podcast thanks so much for joining us on the limitless leadership podcast today and don't forget we have a new episode coming in your direction every single month so if you haven't done so already this would be a great time to hit that subscribe button and while I'm talking about hitting subscribe buttons, don't forget that Limitless Festival Online is coming in your direction 7th and 8th of August 2020. So download the full event program right now from limitlessfestival.co.uk and head to youtube.com forward slash Limitless Elim. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the sessions. We want to encourage you to watch that and participate in that together with your young people if you're able to do that with a small number in a socially distanced way uh, in august then we encourage you to do that or watch together online if you're not able to gather either way though we'd much rather of course be together in a big venue in a big field in stafford we believe that god is still able to move in our lives in transformative and powerful ways even online so do not miss it get subscribed get it in your diary 7th and 8th of august limitless festival online i'll see you there and i'll see you next time on the limitless leadership podcast <laughs>